0: Welcome to a special episode of Football Neophytes Podcast. Midsummer, uh, hot here in Phoenix, muggy. Actually, we're all here in Phoenix, uh, but not together. Kyle, Chris, what's up, guys? What up? What's going on? Yeah, so we are doing a special episode. Uh, There is not a lot of football going on. In fact, no football going on today. Maybe there might actually have been a couple, uh, preseason matches. I didn't see much today, but, um, no international matches after a month of euros, the, uh, European tournament, the euros and, um, the gold cup is going on right now, but there's no gold cup matches today. So not much, not much football happening. We we're doing this special episode.
1: Very special,
0: very special. And the concept, and I've, I've hinted at it over the years or yeah, it probably over the years of uh, recording football neophytes, one of the greatest regrets of my life. And I'm thankful that this is one of the greatest ones. It means I don't have that many <laughs> regrets, but one of the greatest regrets of my life is that I did not decide to follow the premier league while I lived in Europe. Uh, For those who don't know, I spent seven and a half years living in the Czech Republic and I didn't follow almost any football, little bit of, of Euro, a cheer for Czech Italy a little bit, Um, but no premier league. And I was so close. I was single for the first four years. I was there. I just think of how easy it would have been to fly, fly to London, catch some matches. I just, it, it makes me sick. Now I long to go and a pandemic has for sure delayed it. And I have three kids and r- real life. And uh, so that's one of my great regrets. So I thought, what, but what if things were different? There's this new Marvel Uh, series coming out on Disney plus called what if where it's a animated series where they're going to look at all these what if scenarios and if you've been tracking with any of the Marvel stuff they're they're weaving this multiverse situation that's starting to come out so I think the what if animated series is going to play with this kind of like multiverse different dimensions what would happen if different people did different things so I want to do a little what if for us. And that what if is using the same scenario that led to me deciding to choose a Premier League team three years ago, using that same kind of scenario, what if I decided to choose a Premier League team back when I lived in Czech? So here's a scenario I decided to follow the 2018 19 Premier League season because I had just watched the World Cup that summer and was inspired by the world cup to choose a premier league team. So I went back and I said, well, what would have been the first world cup that could have inspired me to, uh, follow a premier league team while I lived in Czech?" And that would have been the 2006 world cup. So coming out of the 2006 world cup, I would have decided to choose a team from the 06 07 season. So that's the scenario we're looking at. I'm putting the same, I put the same parameters on us as before. You can't choose the championship team much to Chris's chagrin. That was Manchester United. Who would choose a relegated team? You can't, you can't, um, who would choose a relegated team. So Sheffield United Charlton athletic and Watford were all relegated that year. Um, so you got to choose someone from within there. And then as much as we could use our imagination to try and look at players and kits and the season that was to, to pick a team. And so, so that's, that's where we're at gentlemen.
1: So I, okay, I gotta, I'm going to come clean on this because the guys know it. I tried to weasel out of this podcast um, as er, as early as yesterday And I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I'm committed to this podcast because I love these guys and I've come to love talking footy. And here's what I found out in my research today. This is actually fantastic. I've mentioned this before, but Bill Simmons, back when he was a nobody, wrote an article for page two, ESPN page two, and he essentially did what we do, where he went through the 20 teams and picked one to follow. What year was it? He happened to write this article in the summer of 2006.
0: No way, because I read that article when I first decided. I can't believe I didn't stumble back upon this article because I read that article um, when I first decided to follow our Premier League team. I found that article and read it, and that was part of my inspiration for starting the podcast. Yes. And I'm, so okay, I read this going. article
1: when it came out. I followed this article. I selected a team based on his article. Now, I didn't select the team that he chose. So, if you're familiar with the article, he ends up picking Tottenham as his uh, team to follow. I did not pick them, but I did pick a team. It was not Manchester United. And I tried my best to follow them as well as I could in 2006 across the pond, where we did not have TV contracts back then. I couldn't quite figure out the time differences. And so eventually I gave up following this team. And I've talked about it just a little bit before, but that brought back all these memories. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be kind of fun on this little podcast because I actually have a legitimate answer that I can follow through and talk about. Um, real quick, though, this is what I loved about Bill Simmons' article. He had, so he had six goals in mind. Let me read you a couple of his goals. This is his screening process. So his goal number one was to avoid the whole jumping on the bandwagon thing. Goal number two, avoid a team that's too tortured. He's already a Red Sox fan. Once was enough. Goal three, if possible, gravitate towards a city that could double as a potential vacation spot.
0: I remember that. That's such a great, I remember that like point. That was such a good one.
1: Goal four, put it this way. I'd rather have less hooligans in my life than more hooligans. I don't even like when my dogs get rowdy. Uh, number five was pay careful attention to the list of celebrity fans attached to each team. For instance, one EPL team counts John Gotti and Osama bin Laden among its fans. I'm not a celebrity, (laughs) but just in case somebody mistook me for one, that's not a list I want to be on. And then, uh, number six was pick a team that's successful enough to crack, you know, an advertised channel that you actually get to see all the time. Nobody wants to pick a team and only be able to see them twice a year. So that was his six criteria. And right off the bat, he eliminates Sheffield, Watford, Charlton, Aston Villa, Fulham, Middlesbrough, Portsmouth, Bolton, Wigan, Blackburn, Everton, Reading, West Ham, and Manchester United get the boot immediately. So he just kicks out 14 teams. And then the article goes on to narrow it down to his final six. We can kind of touch on it a little bit later.
0: I love it, Chris. Thank you for bringing that up. I can't believe that's from the 06-07 and I didn't stumble upon that in my, in my journey, uh, to doing this. We originally, I had said that Kyle should have to pick a team from the (laughs) 08-09 season because, uh, he came in two years late on us, but then I removed those restrictions because I'd already done a whole bunch of the research. I didn't want to make Kyle do hours of, endless research trying to figure out what americans were playing uh back in 08 so
2: and and i appreciate that and most of my comments are gonna have to do with the the same year that y'all are picking from 2006 however i will say i'll I, i do have an answer for the 2008 league it's pretty straightforward um once you look at it and i think it might shock some some listeners if they've been listening uh, to me the past year. So um, I'll, 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 end with it or, or say it towards the end, but I do have an answer, but most, most of the stuff will be geared toward 2006. And
1: Robert. I can go ahead and say that it's not Manchester United because Manchester United won both seasons. So uh, right. the glory days that I would love to see happen again, I am yet to experience. Um, but, United would be eliminated in both cases because they're champions.
0: Love it. Well, let me run through some of the stuff that I looked at and I'll I'll kind of I'll whittle it down to a couple of teams that I found interesting from that 06-07 season. So I tried to so obviously they they were at not obviously. For those listeners who don't know, who maybe haven't been following Premier League since 06-07. There were a lot of Americans on rosters back then. Yeah. Beasley, Bocanegra, um, Convey, Demerit, Dempsey. He transferred on to Fulham in January of that year. Friedel, Hanneman, Howard, McBride, Onawayu, Reyna. That's not, uh, that's Claudio, not Geo. Uh, Smith and Spector. So that's a lot of Americans, a lot more Americans than are now. So there are a lot of Americans that were playing. The other thing that, that, that played a role for me were Czechs. I was living in the Czech Republic. I was very, I was probably mo- one of the most familiar I've been other than the Italian teams of that kind of same era or early two thousands. Uh, I knew a lot of the Czech players. Uh, Milan Baros was playing. Petr Cech was playing, Rosicki was playing, um, and a handful of other Czech players. So I tried to, uh, take that into account as well, that I would certainly would have been, been intrigued by, by Czech players as well. Uh, we looked at the kits, the premier has a great, like, you can go back and look at kits from all the different seasons. So I, I took a look at that. Um, I also back then it was the big four. It wasn't the big six. Um, Knowing myself, I kind of eliminated those four man, U, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, just kind of knowing my personality. Um, So, so those are some of the things that I, that I was looking at as I, as I looked at the, the season.
1: You know what I found and I forget about this. So in 2006, during the world cup, um, that was probably the first one I really followed as well. Um, but I was in Guatemala during mm. the World Cup and watching the games in Guatemala with the Guatemalans who adopt Brazil as their team because Guatemala very rarely makes it into the World Cup. Um, and so that was the first experience I had of seeing, like, soccer on a global level around non-Americans who legitimately cared about every outcome. So that was part of the reason why I you know, kind of floated towards the Bill Simmons article and was wanted to be a part of that too. Uh Um, But one of the things that really surprised me was when I pulled up uh, the 06 World Cup results, seeing the rankings of the countries and seeing that the United States was actually ranked fifth going into that World Cup. I was like, wait, what? I I never remembered us actually being ranked that high in FIFA. Huh.
0: I didn't, I didn't realize that either.
1: Yeah, and then you go through the list of American players who were playing in the Premier League and it kind of makes a little bit of sense. They had some good players.
0: Yeah. I watched that final on in the Prague um Old Town Square with probably 200 Italians. Um <laughs> I have I have Italian heritage, so it was it was remarkable. They had this massive projected screen on, on Old Town Square. And it was a massive, a massive party after that, after that victory.
1: And that was, I, I'm just going off memory. That was the infamous Zenadine Zidane headbutt, right?
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, the Zidane yeah. headbutt in extra time. And then they, they went on and Italy won. Uh, five three on penalties. Yeah, where were you guys? So you were in Guatemala, Kyle. Where were you in the summer of '06? Were you... Yeah, that's such
2: a good question. Um, so I was graduating college that summer, and so, um, man, you know, I'm trying to remember where I was for that. Uh, if it would probably if it would have been a couple years later, I might've been with you in check, um, uh-huh. visiting, doing some work out there with you. But I think that summer, I'm not sure. I know I was graduating college, so I was probably just kind of head down trying to finish that out.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about About what teams stuck out to you and uh, who you ended up going with from the 06 07 season.
2: All right, perfect. So, yeah, I think looking at it, there's three teams that I probably would have zeroed in on at some point. Um, And interestingly, two of them were teams that I zeroed in on um, when I was making my selection this time around. Um, But I first wanna say that I was. Amazed by the turnover that took place between then and now. So there were seven clubs in two thousand six who I have never heard of, and they're they're all out of the Premier League. All seven of them, and so just the turnover, um, and and especially you look at Bolton, Portsmouth, and Reading. They finished seven, eight, nine, and just 15 years later they're out of the premier league and really off my radar. And granted I'm a neophyte, but, um, you know, I I just think it's kind of that really shows you some of the ups and downs of the premier league, um, that those clubs aren't even really in the conversation at this point in time. So, um, You weren't on the Michael
1: Bolton football club?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, my bad. I didn't, I didn't realize that he, um he was the owner out there but yeah,
1: well that's cuz nate celebrates his whole catalog he knows it
2: i know it <laughs> i just celebrate the uh the one that he did with lonely island you know all the work that
1: he did with <laughs> <Island>. jack sparrow <laughs>
2: um but no the the teams that i would have gravitated towards were were chelsea uh i i really like i've always just watching him on an international stage been a fan of drogba um and then also Peter Cech. Um, although in this scenario, I, I know who Peter Check is now and I would have been, but in 2006, maybe I wouldn't have known who he is now, thinking a little bit more closely about this. Um, but same as you, Nate, just the Czech players uh, would have been a draw, but uh, I think I might have done this wrong. So anyways, so <laughs> Chelsea uh, would have been one. Everton with Tim Howard. Tim Howard was, um, I mean, just – as chris mentioned around that time just a huge force for the united states and would have been drawn to him and then fulham with dempsey and brian mcbride um would have been big fans of them and names that i would have known even as a neophyte um watching the world cup and so uh the the only other comment i would make is looking at the kits, you know all of them aged pretty poorly (laughs) to be honest um it's funny, you know, how, how you just look back and I, I know that I would have thought some of them looked pretty cool back in the day. And then 15 years later you're like, man, none of these look too great. And um,
0: to be fair, if you're just looking on the Premier League site site, they look like kind of cut like current kits. Mm-hmm. But if you actually like look for images of those kits or like, like they are boxy and Big baggy and baggy they are they are ugly, yes. they are ugly. Yeah. they're
1: they're almost like fab five for soccer <laughs> like baggy yeah. like really baggy up top.
2: So I think definitely Chelsea's was the best. I think they yes. had the best kids that year yeah. by far. So I think reading probably had the worst. Those things are pretty atrocious if you go back and look um, and then Bolton, had Reebok not only make their uniform but also was the sponsor which isn't as cool when it's Reebok but if a team ever got Nike to do that be the both the maker and the sponsor that would probably instantly be the greatest kid of all time yeah um
1: would they go double logo? Like, would they have the small logo <laughs> up on the left shoulder and then a giant logo across the chest? No,
0: I think you got to go, I think you got to do like what Reebok did is go logo and then just the word. Yeah. And they okay. even did the Reebok. Do you remember they did that like funky, they had like their normal Reebok and then they had like that re-band, rebrand RBK. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, about- God
2: bless Reebok. They've tried a lot of different things. Not many of them have worked but um, they they keep trying nonetheless. Um, So long story short, I think if I had uh, had to pick in 2006, I would have gone with Everton, which was my runner up for this year. So.
1: Well, and Everton had a great day today, actually.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Which, yeah, so 15 years later, I would have been just chained, right, after after today. But um, Tim Howard would have won, the, won out the day. The Everton story, which drew me even this past year with just kind of being this team with a lot of promise, the sleeping giant, all that still would have been true. Um, and so I think I would have chose Everton.
1: Nice. Love it. So... Um... For me, it would have come down to a couple clubs and um, our rules being what they are. If, if I were legitimately not allowed to pick Manchester United, I would have gravitated towards them. Um, I spent some time in London in Oh one. And most of my time in London was me wearing a David Beckham Jersey, running around the city, doing all the touristy stuff. So uh, I had that from 01 in my head. And when I looked at this roster, Wayne Rooney's classic, Ronaldo's there, Uh, Griggs, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a player on this team. There's a lot there that me looking at it now was like, yeah, I would have just picked these guys. So um, the rules being what they are, not being allowed to pick them made me kind of think about it. And back in 06, I was definitely a much more uh, stuck up sports fan than I am today um i had a lot of sports hatred in my life back then this is uh pre having a daughter which will soften your heart if you have never had a child or specifically a daughter as a guy um and so in honesty i wouldn't have picked manchester united back then based on the fact that they were so compared to the yankees and my hatred for the yankees at that time was so high and through the roof that just being compared to them would eliminate them from my own choices. So I would not have picked United. If we are realistically going back in 06, even my love for Beckham and the soccer jerseys that hang in my closet back then, um, I probably would have not weren't uh, gone that route. And the Beckham Jersey was an England national team. It wasn't actually a United Jersey. So oh, nice. Anyways. Yeah. So United would have been out and, um, that's where i kind of go back to the simmons article which kind of really helped form my thoughts um but let me read this to you guys because i want you to try and guess what team he's talking about here um and you already know it's one of six um but he's doing um all right so he's talking about the bandwagon potential for a team and so it's one of his categories so for this particular team he says bandwagon potential couldn't be lower In fact, one of my neighbors, Brian, is a native Irish man and a huge fan of this team. When I told him about this column and how they made my final four, he said, oh, you don't want to pick them. You're born into rooting for this team. You would never want to arbitrarily pick them. You should choose someone else. What club do you think he's talking about?
0: Liverpool. Kyle?
1: (laughs) Maybe Everton. He's talking about Manchester City. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Which is now like completely flipped. They are, you know, a big six now. They are an ultimate bandwagon selection. So just so you can see how much can change in 15 years. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I was rereading it. The other one I thought was absolutely hilarious is when he's talking about Chelsea, uh, he has um where is it? Da, 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 da. So he did a bonus reason to pick them. The bonus reason to pick Chelsea was manager Jose Mourinho. (laughs) Multiple (laughs) Multiple readers compared him to Bill Belichick which obviously picked my interest. He's also known to write entire 200-page game plans in preparation for even the easiest of matches. He wears all black, and he broods on the sidelines the entire game. Basically looks like somebody is trying to pull out his toenails until the second Chelsea scores, then he jumps around like a maniac all the time. I feel like you need to know this stuff. I thought that was hilarious, reading that about Jose as a to pick.
0: Nothing's changed in 15 years. And the Bill Belichick... The Bill Belichick like comparison is seems like such a good one.
1: I mean, other than Belichick actually wins. Yeah, that would be the only difference. Um, so I, I just Jose
0: did though. So I think that's yeah, probably they, where it came. Yeah, came
1: they from. did when he won a couple of titles at Chelsea, right? Like multiple.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> anyways, I thought those were funny, but for me, it, it came down. Um, it, it came down to two teams. Liverpool and and um, and Chelsea actually were were the two teams that it came down to for me back then and the the reason why I chose Liverpool back then was Steven Gerrard and I've I've talked about it a little bit in our own podcast of he was my favorite player um, in the Premier League and uh, is
0: that who you chose back then too?
1: Yeah. 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 So I'm sticking, I'm sticking to what I actually chose in L6. I'm not changing it up. Um, But I chose, I chose Liverpool who actually ended up finishing second on Simmons's article. Um, But again, going back to the fact that we just didn't have a ton of coverage of it in America, like we do today, the coverage was pretty limited. So hitting up YouTube was still pretty new back then. So there wasn't a ton of stuff out there, but I had no problem back then finding a Steven Gerrard highlight package and just being like, holy shit, this guy is awesome. Um, and then you read about him and he seems like a great guy. Um, all these years later, he has that documentary come out on Amazon or wherever else it came out. And you, I just like the guy. I know as a United fan, they hate him. They make fun of him. They claim he's not as good as he was. I'll dissent with them. I don't care. I thought he was fantastic. His highlights speak for themselves. His leadership speaks for themselves. And uh, I chose Liverpool
0: love it well i i went round i went round and round i think um there were there are probably five there are probably five teams that i took i had serious consideration of i i got like like i said i got rid of united united obviously chelsea liverpool arsenal um I even got rid of Fulham because and maybe some of this is revisionist history, but there are so many American Fulham fans. And part of the reason is because of these years, they had so many Americans on their team and they've consistently had one or two Americans, at least I think since this time. And so I kind of got rid of them, too, because I could imagine myself being like, I just don't want to be another American Fulham fan. Um so the teams, the teams that stuck out, stuck out to me were Everton, um, Tim Howard. One of the main reasons for that. Reading, FC, uh, a little bit because of their uh, their history, kind of their position on the table. Again, I was trying to imagine myself being kind of the some of the reasons I chose Wolves. Um, they had a couple of Americans on their team. Blackburn, uh, they also they had um friedel as their keeper that year american aston villa they had two checks on their team milan barish milan barosh who's one of my all-time favorite Czech players and then also uh, city um city they had beasley and reyna those are kind of the five that i kept circling around um in the end i i kind of landed on a final 3. I cannot and this is for sure re- revisionist history. I could not pick Villa. That's absolutely revisionist. And I was thankful because I went back and like looked at their squad and Botosh went on loan during the season or not even on loan. He left during the season, I'm assuming in January to Lyon. And so I was thankful for that because that gave me a good reason to not, uh, stick with them. So they were kind of the number three team, uh, number two team, uh, was city also like kind of funny, like that city would be a team. It's hard to kind of, it was hard to think of choosing them, but, um, they had Beasley and Raina, um, they, I liked their kit. There was some things to like about about them, um, but in the end, and this is—I mean—I feel like this fits fully with with who I am and choosing wolves. I chose Reading FC, Reading FC as my squad, and I will refer to the Bill Simmons article. His line, his first. Sentence about Reading, of which he only has two sentences, but the first one solidifies me picking them. The ultimate Cinderella story. They were recently elevated to EPL status for the first time in 135 years.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: So it was their first time ever being in the Premier League, and they finished eighth. And that Very just nice. felt it felt so similar to uh, wolf story. Obviously, they hadn't been out of the Premier League that much, but kind of Cinderella story. I could see myself rallying behind a Cinder behind a Cinderella team. Different than Kyle, I actually like their home kit. Mm,
2: uh, I know the,
0: the red and the red and white stripes um, from that year. So. That appealed to or the blue Wait, and white blue eyes Sorry, blue and white. Okay, stripes. okay, okay. Okay. The blue and white stripes. One of my early uh from the 2018-19 season, one of my early uh desires was to support a team that had blue. <laughs> and I obviously chose wolves. So this was kind of a nice little option to go back and, and pick a team with blue kits, but there it is. Reading. FC, which they hey, were
2: now. Do we know they, where are they that now? they're
0: in the, they're in the championship. I think they finished early in the season. They were in kind of that top six promotion tier area, but they, they faded off. Um, they let's, let's actually look to see. I, th- I think they finished like maybe eighth this last year. Um,
2: they only have 120 years before they they're, they're, they come back around the earth and make the Premier League again.
0: So they finish seventh. So they finished just outside of the of the uh, playoffs. Which the interesting thing about this this squad specifically is they have this guy Lucas Jao, um, who's Portuguese, and he scores a boatload of goals and. I've like, as I've looked for Portuguese players doing well in the championship that I thought Wolves could could snipe, he's a guy that I've looked at. So, so I think that maybe played a little bit of a role too. That that I'm not unfamiliar with Reading FC. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So, Kyle, um, you said you did also pick a team from 0809. So, so give it to I us. did.
2: So I looked at the 0809 a little bit and. Quickly dawned on me who I definitely would have chose, and they were the butt of all my jokes the past year. But Clint Dempsey was on the team still. They finished seventh and seemed to be on the uptick. I definitely would have been a Fulham supporter had I chosen a team in 2008. So timing is everything in life. Timing is everything
0: timing is everything that's amazing well gentlemen those are that's our what if chris liverpool uh Kyle who I forget who you said everton oh everton for everton and i would have been reading fc lost in championship and maybe beyond for all these years
2: so it would basically be the same that it is now we would that's both be supporting team say. that have no shot. And Chris would be supporting one of the giants.
0: Yeah. yeah, buddy. Well, that's what I hope this would turn into, right. Is us like choosing teams that we could get behind and the similar to what we did, uh, over these last couple seasons. So gentlemen, we are like four weeks away from the league. I'm very excited. Um,
1: I almost got up at 5.00 AM yesterday to watch the friendly between United and Derby.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, I found a dodgy stream of the wolf of wolves match. We were packing up to leave from San Diego. So I'm thankful I didn't sit through it because it's pretty, um, it's pretty bad, but we don't have most of our first teamers still. There's a lot of them who played in Europe who are just now, um, coming back. So it'll be interesting. They've got a whole training thing in Spain over the next few weeks where they'll play a whole bunch of Spanish teams. So that should be interesting to see how, how wolves do, but, uh, we will do another kind of special episode before the season starts where we'll, we'll feature the three newly promoted teams and, uh, talk about them a little bit and then we'll do our preview episode and then we'll be rocking and rolling. So guys start studying all the transfers, um, and getting ready to make your p- predictions.
1: I can't wait. This, this has potential to be one of the biggest weeks in United history. So, uh, we'll see if they can close out some of these transfers that they're talking about. I I'm so excited.
0: Great. Well, we'll talk about them in a few weeks. Gentlemen. Blazers out.